0: With Deliso Chapunda and Tony Reno. Whoa! Da
1: da it! Get me a phone. I can't believe I'm about to do this. Now would probably be a good time to look for other employment options. Yeah. Welcome to Firing Blanks with myself, Tony Vino,
0: and Deliso Joponda.
1: This is a podcast, officially. Me and Deliso have seen so many things that are going wrong in this crazy world of ours, and we thought, what the world needs most is another podcast. Another
0: podcast. <laughs> We're comedian philosophers, <laughs> and we know the secrets to make the world a better place. <laughs> Change we- your life, find your life, like- love, hope. <laughs>
1: Just in a few minutes, <laughs> it's all gonna be all right, people. The concept is we're gonna be talking about the most blank people we've met and the most blank people in history, and obviously blank is uh, a word that we're gonna replace with an adjective. Uh, and I mean, I had to slightly look this one up, but um Delisa, what isn't an, an adjective?
0: It's a word which describes a noun. See? Which confuses people who don't know what a noun is. <laughs> the problem is you can't explain yeah. terms without using other bits of jargon that people who wouldn't know the first word would know. But it's like tall, drunk, happy, sad. Yeah,
1: a describing a word. Describing word. My, my little boy is seven now and he started coming in. Like his English homework, I'm having to Google now.
0: I have a nephew <laughs> who I tried to help with his math homework. Yeah. And I had to just pretend I'm busy. Because <laughs> I took a look at it and I was like, I actually have to stop and think about this. And he's like 12.
1: We had something like a conjunctive pronoun. And that to me sounded like, like an illness. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so today, the uh, the adjective we're thinking of and we're going to go with is inspirational. Okay, so we're going to talk about the most inspirational people we've met, the most inspirational People we think in In all history. I mean, we're covering it all there. Basically, I thought there was something interesting about the difference between impressive and inspirational. Because sometimes, oh, that's
0: very true. Because actually, I went through a few people. Yeah. Before I found uh, the people who. I found inspirational because they are people I find magnificent and impressive. Exactly, but they don't inspire me. In fact, some of them intimidate me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's like... it. Yeah, and so you got like that's it. Because I was like, I've got like, say for instance, a friend who. Like things like he works harder and is more focused than anyone else. So he's, he's massively impressive. Like things that like he, he went through a spate for, for like over six months where he was getting up at four a.m. and he used to do this like, oh, I've been I've got up at four a.m. How is this meditated. person your friend? I know. <laughs> <laughs> I would cut him off for yeah. making me feel yeah.
0: bad about myself. This is it. <laughs> exactly.
1: He'd be like, I got up at four a.m. I did like some meditation time, went for a run. I did like two hours work before the kids got up at eight o'clock. And I'm like, and I'm getting up at eight o'clock. And so I'm thinking, I'm very impressed, but I won't yes, be that doing did, that. That
0: will not inspire you this to is, change your life in any way whatsoever.
1: And that is the difference, is it? Impressive people, you just go, oh, that's impressive. Whereas inspirational,
0: you go, oh, that's, I'm inspired to do something. To do something. And it can either be by the example. or Some of them, it's just the things they say. Make you stop and reevaluate yourself.
1: Impressive people can almost make you go, "Well, I, there's no, absolutely no point in there's bothering." No point in this, this guy's it. getting <laughs> up at four.
0: Yeah, there's there's some people who God. I'm like, I could work every day for yeah. the rest of my life, and I won't be able to do what this person has done.
1: Totally. And and I think nowadays the 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 hallmark of impressiveness is based around how efficient and multitasking you are they're not you know going hey this guy doesn't like just you know m- you know make omelets and whisk eggs together he's also uh writing a novel yes. uh on on like dictating it and it's getting like you know transcribed but also <laughs> over he's the got internet. a good like,
0: relationship and yeah. he manages his time those people like i don't mind when you meet someone who's a genius but they're a social misfit because you're like okay <laughs> he he sacrificed on the altar of social connectivity, yeah. in order to become brilliant, but then you meet those charming, brilliant people. Brilliant the, people
1: uh, that get loads done. That's not inspiring. No, I have like a friend who did dictate an entire book, uh, you know, but on, onto MP3s, and then he got it transcribed whilst he was like travelling, you know, in the car. Wow. And then the thing is, the book was rubbish. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's okay. so, like, That's perfect. It's kind of impressive. I want this person to and, be my friend. Yeah. <laughs> that friend, bring him over for dinner. Is always welcome.
1: I was thinking about a friend. Um, so this
0: is this is the, the person the, you've met. The, the who most was the most inspiring person, person I've met.
1: Yeah. Know. I mean, I've met a lot a lot of them, but at the moment in my life, the person I find most inspiring. So I've got two kids, five and seven. There's a dad at the school, right? A guy called Adnan. And he's a uh, refugee uh, asylum seeker in from you know, Lebanon. He just inspires me. He's the most positive guy I've ever met in my entire life. You know you see like positive people and sometimes it looks like it's a mask. Looks like they're
0: faking they will crumble. You go give it time. ask a question or two, (laughs) just like weeping. Or just like that's it, yeah. But
1: this guy he radiates joy he's got eleven kids, man. Eleven
0: kids. Eleven.
1: How, how can he still How are you positive
0: after like three?
1: You eleven?
0: <laughs> do they live in a shoe? It's this is an Mental. absurd amount of children. I, and I've been. I was wait, around, wait, wait. With one woman? Two women. Okay, because uh, yeah, well, with eleven you need some multitasking. <laughs> right, yeah.
1: So on his second wife, now he's got like six kids. But then in his house, there's still.
0: I think nine of his kids and him and his wife or ten of you like pretty much all these kids I can see wh- why this man is the... inspiring to you just hearing just... about him inspiring me never to impregnate anybody <laughs> your life is <has> changed <laughs> thank you Adnan <laughs> and so
1: for instance like every minute he's got this big f- smile on his face now the annoying thing is I've got an, I can do an impression of him that can never be uh, verified because uh, you've never met him but he, I say hey Adnan how are you and he's got this big smile he goes and I go how are you and he goes hey Great. He goes. Today is a great day. Any day above ground is a great day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's, that's true, Adnan. That's great. We're not dead.
0: Positivity, <laughs>
1: indeed. You know, and he just seems to be able to um, smile and be in the moment and not. He's never stressed. And, and,
0: like, and what country how? did you say he was
1: silent? He's, you know? he's from Lebanon. 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 Yeah. And he just Lebanon. he 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 just seems to have this perpetual grin and his kids are all happy and running oh. around and i went around to his house the other day as well and he, he just knows how to navigate with he makes perfumes right so he does he makes perfumes yeah. and all this and i said well, what do you do like how do you get on with it? He, goes, he goes he says he spends most of the day thinking that he's not dictating no book into wow. an iphone and then having it transcribed but he
0: spends a day thinking about what yeah like he'll like like he'll get ideas
1: He'll think about, like, putting different scents together and, and, like, and he packages it into this kind of high-end aftershaves right. and perfumes and, and just, like, maybe who to approach and all this kind of stuff.
0: I don't really know. I don't understand. You like, don't like, fully how he, understand like, it, but he somehow...
1: You've got 11 kids, man. He manages to keep him, keep it all And afloat. is it just
0: him, his positivity that inspires you or it's... him managing... It's This him. fleet of children. Yeah,
1: exactly. again, he's he's always doing the drop-offs, the, the pickups. They've got shoes, all of them. <laughs> They've all got socks on. I mean, it's stuff like... Like, I went around to his house the other day. One of these kind of classic Manchester mid-terraces, you know, sort of five, six bedrooms. So obviously the various different kids are sharing rooms and stuff. Like my house, it, you can have a, a, a living room, and then at the back you've got a kitchen, and then upstairs all your bedrooms. He'd partitioned the living room into two... And, and, and created, like, this separate room that was just for adults to talk. So he'd set out, like, a couple of couches. And I'm like, you've got, like, ten, ten kids in the house. And so man, he manages to kind of create a, a, this beautiful room that was, like, a haven of peace. And, like, the kids were running in. Like, his youngest is maybe, like, five now. And he's like, hey, 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 let us talk. Eh? And, the, and the kids would just go out again. Wow. And I'm like, man... I have I've only got two kids. You've got two, and, and they, they run the rule house, it, man. They, like, I'm trying. I, I have someone to sit down because uh, we've got one of those. Um, it's all the whole open plan thing is the modern way of doing it now. And just like, hi, have a sit down. And they're like, dad, we're and they stick, they stick to, tea, and they just they ruin it.
0: I, I can't really imagine. I've seen Jojo. You can just like it, man. And as to me, uh, the person who uh, inspires me most, actually, was someone who was my roommate uh, years ago. Mm. Uh, when I was in Canada, I m- moved in with another comedian, a comedian called Dan Guderman. And uh, uh... I'll tell you what was fascinating is when I moved in, I did not think much of him. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> what the funny thing was. Was because he was someone who used to do very clever one-liners. But I was, right. I was a bit of a snob because, well, a weird snob because I was like, well, this joke's about nothing. one liners is it's yeah. just clever wordplay. And I was someone who I had philosophy on the street, right? So there was that one thing. And also he was like, you know, like a lot of comedians, he was an interesting character. Things like when I moved in with him, he had not left the house for around a month. He had not. <laughs> I love the
1: way that you use the word interesting as a kind of catch all for, for like socially inept. It uh, no, like.
0: was funny because, I, you know, he'd been going through some emotional things and he was depressed. And so he just stayed in the house. He had a job where he could just send in um, his writing. He used to write for The it. Onion and he would just write them. So he didn't need to leave the house. He could order really? in food from like uh, the Canadian equivalent of. <laughs> so I was like, this is. Poor guy, his life falling apart. I actually felt sorry for him. Yeah. And then the more I spent time around him, the more I was like in awe of this guy because I was a lazy, wow. lazy, lazy person. I would coast on talent and, you know, I just just, yeah. he would work like crazy. Like everything he wrote, he would write like multiple drafts. Wow. He would squeeze it out. He everything he read with humor. He had loads of uh magazines which are like old national lampoons and uh old books and old yeah. recordings of It's like of, he's a professor of comedy. Professor you know when you see these, these, exactly. these classic professor studies he, that
1: have all the books everywhere and then they saw so him by with he didn't just skim the surface he went deep. He, and had, it he was, was he was referencing. Things like
0: I would come home and he would just be sitting there writing. Wow. And then I would go to my room, do whatever, I'd come out four hours later. He's sitting there writing. I now work every day. And he's the person who inspired me to change and look at it as a job. And it was awesome. He just was generally inspirational. You know what I mean? Like things like, uh, like I told you, when I moved in with him, he hadn't left the house. Yeah. And he was socially inept. And I had a friend who used to visit me, all right, called Mary. (laughs) And she used to visit me. He fell madly in love with her. That's Right. And well, he's the only woman he'd seen in four years, <laughs> you know. <laughs> of course. But he fell mad in love with her. But again, he's married to her now. Nah. Right? Because he had of course he is. He is this person who he would just do stuff. Yeah. Because of course he would. I you know, he wrote for Stephen Colbert, the Colbert Report. Now he writes for Rick and Morty. Nah. He literally just does amazing yeah. things because he wouldn't consider that he wouldn't. It's it's amazing. In terms of
1: comedians in the UK, you you are the most hard working prolific I know. Right? Yes. You sit down and you treat it like a job. Now, this is a guy. This is like he created that. He, he, this is like Yoda. He's and, Yoda. You know, you're you yeah.
0: Skywalker. I mean, this is, <laughs> yeah. this is this is this is the, this yeah. is the guy. Dan Goodman is Yoda for sure. Oh my goodness! And so, he doesn't know he's Yoda. No, <laughs> but, you know what that's me. the whole you thing about being Yoda. About you know? exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he did it. Yeah, and he just sat there and wrote. And it's it's um. Uh, and also, it's it's not like your guy who went on the road trip. This stuff was brilliant.
1: Yeah, this is it. He wasn't. He wasn't having it
0: transcribed. Yes, by yes. someone. On, I mean, you know, the stuff the, an hour. The, the, the closest I've come to him in England, who you know, is Gary Delaney. Yeah, another Again, super productive prolific. person who just writes yeah. loads of jokes. Imagine Garin Gary Delaney like with two extra hours of the day. <laughs> I mean, like yeah. you know, Gary eventually needs yeah. to sleep. Yeah, Gary showers. And <laughs> <you're> <laughs> you know he goes Gary and, and sometimes he does his own shopping yeah. stuff.
1: it's amazing that's it's amazing. that's incredible yeah. just you know you, you'd get these like freak shows back in the day you know these circuses <laughs> where you go look at the bearded lady you know look, look at the comedy professor and most comedians you, now just need to like one, a, one look at him and yeah. they're like oh maybe maybe i shouldn't just uh, play on xbox all day and wait for the gig in the evening that's that's
0: most inspiring person i have met Now let us go to the most inspiring people in history. So (laughs) we've got a lot of time to choose from, (laughs) like the whole of history. Yes, so so the whole of history. There've been loads of inspirational people. I ended up uh, with somebody relatively recent because it's someone who I've seen speak. Whoa! Right. So the most inspirational person I could think of was Desmond Tutu.
1: Desi baby, yes. Yes. So he's
0: like a. South African, anti-apartheid, yeah. social rights activist, and he's also an Anglican uh, clergyman and theologian. Yeah. And the thing which I find amazing for him, a number of things. Like, first thing is, throughout, during all of apartheid, he is one of the few people who maintained his non-violent approach. I mean, really? even people like Mandela came around to it. Yeah. But even he had moments of just rage... I, I of course you do. Right. Yeah. And I think it's amazing thing about um Desmond Tutu is he witnessed atrocities. He was yeah. subjected to so much oppression. And he's funny. That's an amazing hilarious. thing. Hilarious. Yeah. He's got a big smile Man. and he tells you about things. Like I saw an interview with him where he was talking about the um uh, reconciliation uh, Oh yeah The truth and justice truth and reconciliation. And rec- reconciliation thing And this is essentially For anyone who doesn't know This is a, One of these most amazing things Is when apartheid ended There was so much rage Yeah And they could have gone Like a lot of revolutions Like you know French Revolution They started yeah. guillotining people They could have gone that way And <laughs> said Let's go kill white people But no Because of people like Mandela People like Desmond Tutu They said no We're going to have Like essentially Open talks Where we talk about Everything that happened. Brilliant. And, um, you know, and once it's done, we don't talk about it again. Yeah. But and he was talking about like a time when a person came there who was blinded. The person was wow. blinded. And the person was talking about white people blinding him. But when he was telling the story, he was smiling. And Desmond asked him, why are you smiling? I mean, you, you, were, you were blinded. It's horrible. And he was saying, by, by listening to me, you've given me back my sight.
1: Oh, man.
0: And he has a hundred of these inspirational stories and he, he throws in, like, bad jokes. <laughs> like, like, dad jokes. Like, one of the jokes I remember, he, he he's saying, like, oh, I was telling Mandela the other day that I never name drop. <laughs> just like... he's dropped the mic. He's got, that's, like, set up punchline. He's, yeah. like... I just love... He's got this beautiful soul. It's just that thing that... Yeah. Yeah. He and inspires me because I, I wonder about people sometimes. You think of of people have dark sides. You know, you'll have, like, a good friend or you'll, you'll read about someone in the news and then you find out they're doing something horrible. He's one of the few people who I see him and I I have faith in goodness.
1: Yeah. And the fact that, that he continues to be... Full of joy, and humour Sometimes humour can be like a real escape from pain And a, and a coverall But like he somehow has travelled through it And he's just genuinely joyful Like I remember um, one person went to see him And he said him and the Dalai Lama When they met, they had a cuddle And they gave each other a little tickle <laughs> Exactly, <laughs> of course they did well, how cool Of course is that? they did There's two like world peace leaders a little
0: tickle <laughs> and I think, of course, because if you take life too seriously, you're not going to be a person of peace. No, I can tell you that Donald Trump has no sense of humor. No, He's tickling nobody. I can tell nobody. you that Kim yeah. Jong-un has no sense of humor. <laughs> you need a sense of humor. To... And
1: if you stop for a moment and think that I'm now so massively powerful then you i think in that sense you stop being influential because you don't you're not living in the flow anymore you're, not, you're just like not at all look at me man and 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 life's not flowing through you you know it's
0: and brilliant. also i will say this you know we were talking about the difference between people who are impressive and people who are inspiring yeah like i considered mandela and mandela's astonishing and impressive but Incredible. I could not be in prison for 30 years and not hold a grudge. That's 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 just impressive. He's got some, that's like, you know, biblical (laughs) level of, that's that's beyond me. Yeah,
1: that's hard to um, relate to. Hard to
0: relate to. Well, Well, Tutu, I'm like, okay. I could be, I, can, I could be in 20 years, I can be a positive, happy... I could um, say
1: Jolly Vicar. You're I can not, be Vicar.
0: I can see you doing that. I'm not, I'm not a prophet. I'm not a prophet, <laughs> but I can be the guy uh, entertaining people and saying the occasional wise words. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't
1: there a time when he, he went, he told Mandela off once as well?
0: Oh, that was an amazing thing, actually. Yeah. It's the I think, like in all relationships, that they they fight. Yeah, but they it, disagreed on they stuff, fight and how they disagree. Totally, it's a graceful disagreement, uh, and uh,
1: yeah, incredible. So, for me, throughout all of history, again, yet yeah, Mandela came came high, and I was thinking about Martin Luther King and Philippe. Hi and Gandhi, Henry. The whole, there's, all, there's all these guys to yes. choose from. Yes. but interesting. I've gone a little bit further back. The real crossover was a man of nonviolence and peace, right?
0: Okay.
1: For the last year or two, I've, I've really sort of thought, yeah. I'm not sure if the word is pacifist, but I'm definitely into the whole non-violence, non-violence. Thing. You know, Living non-violence. Yes. Yes. The, the, the idea of evening your language, you know, like taking out judgment out of the, you know, judgment yes, out of your you language. You don't like
0: swearing, you don't like... Uh... Criticism, confrontation. Yeah, totally.
1: I try and yes. own my own emotion rather than going, you've done this, I go, this is how I feel, all that kind of stuff. I think I told you the story but I remember meeting uh, when I did a, a forces gig and t- telling um, like a, a grizzled veteran. <laughs> said, said, uh, yeah, I said, I'm a bit of a pacifist. He said, what, what, what do you, you mean? mean? I goes, well, don't believe in violence anymore. And he goes, he goes trust me, mate, it exists. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, okay, slam. Yes. But my non-violent... Icon, St.
0: Francis of Assisi. I actually know virtually nothing really? about St. Francis. Well, I, I, I know he's behind the Franciscan monks. Yeah. I know that much. So I imagine he's like, you know, give away your... Uh,
1: He's like the original, he's like almost like the archetypal monk. The, you know, like um, the brown
0: habits that they wear, those tunics? How can this guy be inspiring this... you? So are you going to start <laughs> giving away your, your objects? You know, f- actually, I should come round your place when I run out of clothes. and just be like, <laughs> i have that. Two words, Saint Francis. <laughs> Francis Saint, rearrange. And if you say no, I could just guilt trip you what would Francis of Assisi do but no 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 tell me about it yeah exactly well right
1: so 1181 was born in Assisi I I think what inspired me about him is the kind of Hollywood dream and and there's a big narrative about the whole idea of going rags to riches I like these guys through history these people through history who go from riches to rags? You know, like Buddha, by choice, not because cho- of bad
0: <laughs> management and a oh, gambling habit. I've done that a few Otherwise, times. Otherwise, your inspiring person would be <laughs> MC Hammer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah totally. Yeah, um, or
1: basically any any like, casino addict. It's no-no. Yeah, yeah. no.
0: It's an amazing thing to imagine because I don't have a lot, but even what little material I have, I could not imagine giving away.
1: Not just. A big portion of it, like, it all, all renounced in everything. All of it. Because you kind of... Most people go for life and they kind of... You work a bit and then you, you know, you get out... You you, you start to get on... Uh, you start to accumulate a little bit. You buy a little bit of property. And everyone accumulates till eventually they have to give it away because they die and then give it to the yes. family members. But
0: very few and people... the can... the pharaohs who are like, even when I'm dying, I'm taking it with me. I'm not giving it to, exactly, to yeah. anyone. But no, very few people...
1: Yeah, actually... Whilst living, go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna now give this away. So, but it's also he went from being a flanderer, a carouse. You know, carouser. He was known within Assisi as a, as a. You know, he was a sort of a rich merchant, but he was, right. he was a drunkard and he was a, he was a cad. As gi- gi- yes. you, as know, you, know, I see. Yes. And he wanted to be a, a knight. He, he became a knight in, um, in a war with Perugia, like Assisi against Perugia. He got captured. He was a rubbish knight, right? He, he, was too getting, he was getting pissed all the time. So he, he wasn't, like, training or anything like that. But it was, that was the, um, you know, the kind of turning point in life. He spent a year in prison. And it, and it changed him. He got all these visions from God and was communing with God. And on his way back, that whole, that, you know, the hero's journey, sometimes you've got to go into the, the prison, into the dark place. The idea of the, the, the St. John, you know, like the long, dark night of the yeah. soul. And he came back and he was totally changed. And and they had this amazing moment where he was on a horse and he rode past a leper out in the countryside. And before he'd been on that campaign and been put put in prison, he used to run away from lepers, right? Right, yeah. And then on this time, he he was tra- so transformed that he got off the, the, the horse and embraced the leper and kissed really? the leper. Really? Yeah. And, like, leprosy
0: was like, it was the yeah, thing. Yeah, it's leprosy! <laughs> I'm still not kissing a leper today. Yeah. <laughs> well... I've brought one with me, here we go. <laughs> like, no, no, no. So, That's yeah. amazing.
1: Yeah, amazing. it's amazing. And that was that that, that, that moment where he, he basically said, I'm now so like the the um the, the Franciscan uh what do you call like ideals of, of poverty, chastity, obedience. Yes that kinda of ran through the Hold Benedict. on, hold on there.
0: I'm with you with hold poverty. On. <laughs> okay. I'm with you with obedience Chastity Chastity, chastity. <laughs> people people. I don't ever know. I've got to tell you, I'm a big fan of religion. But why are you getting into our sexual practices? You know, it's just not healthy. (laughs) This is a man with two children. Two children. Two children. Ah, Now I understand more about you. You're a comedian because you're inspired by his poverty. (laughs) (laughs) Forget being a lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man, I'm with you on that one. (laughs) (laughs) Poverty, we're with you. Yeah. And then obedience. Obedience. Does Claire know this? <laughs> yes, yeah, I'm going to tell Claire that uh, you you're inspired by a man, <laughs> Saint Tony of Old Trafford. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Claire is his wife, by the way. People listening yeah. to the podcast. No, but the chastity one, I I'm not sure about. It.
1: The thing is, though, this is a. A, a holy order oh that's it. if you join if you join it. I, I thought it's this just, isn't for everybody it's not for everyone because I you if you join the, the order and I which guess is,
0: for you because you're married the version of chastity so, is yeah, you nobody gotta choose, else
1: yeah you choose your, you choose what you you're choose chased it. towards so it's that idea of like what are you devoted to so so the monks would say I'm totally v- devoted to God then that's it Then then there's no
0: room elsewhere but like I, I well, I choose to be totally devoted to whoever I find on that particular <laughs> day.
1: That's who I am when the club is clearing.
0: The oh, club is. Man, <laughs> it's a very short and again, devotion. And again,
1: you know, I think poverty comes into that. <laughs> comes <laughs> you've then. lost exactly. your taxi money home. <laughs> yeah. So, essentially, he started the Franciscan monk? He started the Franciscan movement. He's he a saint. That. He was a saint. He's a saint. Uh, apparently, there's been, no one's been written more about in, in, in history than St. Francis. There's books and books and books about this guy. Things like, he was the first guy to get, like, you know, like, stigmata, you know, like that. Right, where, right. Because he was so... Stigmata is when you just start
0: bleeding you from, from start your... You start
1: bleeding from your hands Christ like that, you know, the Christ hands on uh, the side. He's the patron saint of, like, the ecology, because, like, he had this idea of all of creation so he used to they thought he was a bit mad he used to preach to animals and some people know he's the the patron saint of nudists as well because he of nudists yeah he had this idea that he was so connected with nature so when he died he said please lay me down uh, naked on on the earth in the snow this worries
0: me because we're currently in my (laughs) flat.
1: it's hot in here Delisa yeah
0: I did not know that
1: Tony had these predilections towards public nudity. <laughs> Thank goodness this is a podcast, you know? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and so he said, Lay me down naked and, and for as long as it takes you to walk a mile and back again slowly, let me just be one with, with the earth, with Mother Earth. And so like they left him for like half an hour and naked. The other thing was his his dad sued him. So his dad was a rich merchant, and then he started selling loads of stuff from the business and just, like, giving it to restore this chapel. He was, like, giving, like... And his dad sued him, got dead-out angry with him, and he went before the bishop who was, like, the judge. St Francis was, like, told to give the money back, so he did, but then he also took off his tunic and, 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 and went naked before his dad said That's it. And he said, from this day forth... Uh, I have a new father, and that was like amazing t- t- change in his life, you know. But there's this beautiful story right at the end of his life, right, where he used to wear this old brown tunic. You know what's called the habit. So, he, so the kind of image of a classic f- monk um, or friar is kind of based on Saint Francis. He's obviously built up a, a real following. He could have got a nice new, brand new tunic at some point. Nice, you know, a little nice little weave on there. Like <laughs> you know, like a new, lovely little. Um, you know the, the 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 new belt that was like all rage in like Perugia or something. But no, he he stayed with this same um, habit. Habit. And then at the end of his life, one of his followers said, "You know, could we get you a new a new a new tunic?" And he said, "No." He says, "I like this one because it had loads of patches. He says, "It's it's all patched up, just like I am on the inside."
0: Oh, it's lovely. How beautiful is that? I like one. Ah, like I like it. this man. So he's got so, so. It's very interesting. I feel like we chose. Oddly similar kinds of people. Well, interestingly, uh, holy men that kind
1: of renounced violence and and, and changed uh, the atmosphere through, you know, through kind of simplicity and presence.
0: And even the one who we we thought of and didn't put in, like, you know, initially I was thinking Mandela. Yeah. Initially you were thinking Gandhi. It's it's the same kind of um, person Somehow seems to inspire us. Yeah. Quiet nobility, sort of. Quiet
1: nobility. Yeah. Oh, man. So, on that beautiful front, yes. that's our firing blanks
0: for this time. Send us a Facebook message or a Twitter Yes, so tweet. I am at Delisa Japonda. You are at Tony Vino. At Tony Vino. And uh, you can suggest other blanks. And it can be any adjective. It could be, you know, the, the, the tallest... Man in yeah. history, or fastest, the drunkest, evil, fast, Drunkest whatever. Yeah, silliest, uh, funniest, the uh, no, funniest would be redundant because you just say me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: that's Excellent. a short podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> till next time.
0: Thanks for listening to Firing Blanks with Daily So Shareponder and Tony Vino.